Welcome to Horror and More with Anya Gore. I am your horror mistress and your host for the day or evening, whatever time you're listening to this. And today I have with me, I'm very excited to introduce, if you don't already know her, Chantel. And she goes by Monster MUA on Instagram. So welcome. Thank you, Anya. I'm so excited to be here. So yeah, you guys can follow me on Instagram uh, under monster.mua. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook, although I'm more active on Instagram, so that's the best place to uh, reach me. You know what I found out? Actually, Facebook took over Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that until recently. I so actually didn't, I didn't know that they took over that either, actually. Yeah that's why there's been a whole bunch of people getting flagged and I've had pictures removed. I've had, I've been warned. <laughs> yeah. I've actually had a few warnings as well, which that actually makes more sense because Instagram has been really more lenient in the past of what I've been able to post and what I'm not able to post. Um, but Facebook always flags me. Someone always will flag my pictures on there. So I usually go on Instagram, but if that's going to be a problem, <laughs> then hopefully there's going to be maybe a different outlet. Agreed. Yeah. And that's actually a really good segue. I want to talk about you. <laughs> talk about what you do and where you came from and your background and your school. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so I'm actually originally from Vancouver Island, a little town called Campbell River. If nobody really knows where that is, I'm not surprised. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, I spent most of my life there. I um, grew up there, of course. Um, yeah, I have always really been artistic. Um, I've always been into all kinds of art um, through school and stuff. I, I dabbled in as many kind of art classes as I possibly could get into. Um, I did painting, drawing, um, I did art metal. Um, I even got to learn how to etch on glass. Um, and that kind of just paved my way for getting into makeup because that was just another medium of something that I could tap into. Um, and I really enjoy creating characters and making them come to life so having that outlet of makeup has been uh really uh really a good uh outlet for me for um me mentally and stuff as well um but I believe it some of your characters should be <laughs> cosplay characters they should be out in the world I mean I would see. I would love to get out there more and stuff, of course. Um, this is kind of just me sort of paving my way open for what's to come next, hopefully. Um, I'm super excited uh, for, I don't know, the next adventure. Um, yeah, I decided to come over to Vancouver for makeup school, of course. Um, I... You know, I, I played with makeup and stuff all throughout my middle school, high school days. Um, I always had crazy hair. I always had crazy makeup going on. I he was a little bit of a wild child, I guess. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just, I really wanted to go to school for something artistic 
and I found Blanche McDonald's actually um, here in Vancouver, which is like the top school in Canada, the number one school in Canada. Um, and I kind of just took a leap of faith, honestly. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I I really want to do this. I want to learn more. I want to focus on creativity and I, just kind of bringing more art into the world and a different perspective of art. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I got accepted into Blanche McDonald's. Um, it wasn't... It wasn't my, I don't think it was the best school for myself personally. I mean, I loved the school. I loved the experience I got from it. I have made amazing friends throughout there as well, who are still great, amazing friends to this day. Um, I just think that it really kind of dampened down my creativity a lot um and did they sort of put you into a box of what they deemed to be acceptable for creativity yeah to a certain extent I wouldn't say that they really forced it but a lot of the times there was so much structure to what was going on and it had to look a certain way I had to be a certain way um which you know there's there's nothing wrong with that but it just wasn't, it wasn't something for me. I, I like minimal structure. I like kind of just being able to, you know, think of an idea and just kind of go with it. And it doesn't have to be fully thought out. It doesn't have to be completely like uh, characterized. I just kind of throw myself into it and just kind of go with the flow, <laughs> I guess. And they're very free, free range, sort of freestyle hippie in your heart, aren't you? Yes, I am very much so. And I think that also <laughs> has a lot to do with um, where I grew up and stuff too. And, and having um, my mom be a really big influence um, on like me and her, we have a great relationship. And she's just, she's taught me so much um, about just trying to be myself um and yeah and just really try and tap into that she calls it a niche <laughs> that's her word she she says I have a, a niche where I just kind of fit into a, a small category that not a lot of people really fit into and um it's just kind of yeah it's just it's really nice um because she allowed me to be who I wanted to be and supported me along the way with it so um yeah um that's like mom goals right there. oh yeah she she's she is ultimately like my hype beast like she um the pictures that I did with Melissa um with malevolent productions the, the last two ones that I did with her um and that was my first solo photo shoot she she called me right away when I sent her the pictures and she was just just she was in tears and she was just so overjoyed with everything and it was just it was really nice to yeah it was just really nice to hear her 
yeah, be so proud of me. And uh, yeah, it's just, she, she's, yeah, she's my biggest supporter. And yeah, I thank her so much for everything that she's, she's done for me. So yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. I mean, those, those pictures you did with Melissa, your, your pictures are amazing. Thank you. And your looks are incredible. I mean, I'm sure you saw, I progressively got more and more impressed. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I love you. You're amazing. Oh, thank you so much. Seeing your looks come to life through Melissa's lens. Oh my oh. God. That honestly, I, I look at those pictures and I, I, I don't even like, I don't, I can't connect myself. Like I can't see, like see myself in them, but I can, like, I can't picture that as me. Like that doesn't look like me. (laughs) (laughs) I I know what you mean. That's how I felt the first couple times I shot with her. You get such an adrenaline rush. Yeah. And then it feels almost surreal. Yeah. And the, the, my favorite picture of you that you did with her was the one where you had your mouth open and you were up against the tree and your mouth just looked massive. Oh, and yes. Oh. You just looked like Pennywise and that's all I can think of. <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness. The idea that that's going to get bigger and the teeth are going to come out and you're going to start munching on children. Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> so impactful. Oh, thank you so much. You know, like I... that's ultimately like, you know, I, I create, I ultimately create for myself and it's, it's a way from, for me to tap out of my own head and get out of my own, um, I guess, judgmentalness that I have, uh, towards myself with, you know, um, I do have, I do suffer from depression and, um, anxiety that we, we have talked about that before. Um, so being able to create and stuff has definitely given me an outlet, um, to kind of just escape (laughs) the, um, yeah, just the harshness of life, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I completely. Yeah. And like, I, I appreciate the support. Like I, I can sit here and say thank you and thank you over and over and over again. But honestly, thank you. Just, it never feels like I'm saying enough (laughs) because like the friends and the people that I've met um, through creating have just been, uh, they've been so incredible. Like I'm going to tear up. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Let it, let it all out. This yeah. is the perfect time to do that. You know, it's, I mean, it's, it's great that you're able to be yourself with other people that are looking for that creative outlet as well, especially in that horror realm. Yes, definitely. Um, it's, it's been so, it's been so nice to connect with people who are like me because <laughs> I found growing up, you know, there wasn't a lot of people, there wasn't a lot of people who really were like me. I found I was always kind of different (laughs) and I never really fit in with anybody. I never really had a group of friends that I solely stuck with. I had kind of friends all over the place and I just, I never really felt like myself, but the more and more I get into um art and and doing this kind of creativity 
the more and more I feel like I'm supposed to be where I am. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's just nice. And like having the support is just an extra cherry on top of everything else. Like it just, it's just nice to have the validation um, and recognition that, you know, the other people do enjoy what I do as well. And that just, that just adds, adds to everything else. It's just an extra bonus. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you didn't set out thinking to yourself, I'm going to start my, my special effects makeup career on Instagram doing what I'm doing and expect any kind of response, especially if you grew up feeling sort of outcasted from the norm. And if you went to school where your creativity was a bit more restricted as it usually is with school. Yeah. So that kind of, that leads me to want to talk about how you and I met. Yes. Um, And I think as you've, as you've mentioned, I mean, it's, it's amazing to connect with people, not only that live in the same area that you do, but where you've got talents together, but very different, but they work together and they're all within this horror realm because there are not, there's actually not that many of us. There isn't. Especially here in Vancouver. Yeah. And I know that we talked about that one of the times that we got together too. Um, And yeah, it's just, it's nice that we connected, um, that we met. Uh, Like, I'm grateful for it because, yeah. Me too. Um, Yeah, like you said. And it felt very organic. Yes. And that's something that I I feel has all happened with every part of Malevolent Productions, with my horror modeling, with your special effects introduction into our world. It's been so organic and that's when it feels right yeah um when me and melissa were shooting the last time and she was actually she was giving me a ride back um i had mentioned to her that you know meeting her and you and um andy and val you know it's just if it's like one of those things, like you said, it's organic and it just feels like it feels like we've known each other for for a long time. Like it doesn't feel awkward. It doesn't feel like we're straining to, you know, come up with ideas or like even just talk about random things. Like it just feels. Yeah, like we've known each other for ages and it's just yeah, it really natural yeah. yeah yeah and like I know I had mentioned to her that a lot of the people that who have really been a huge part of my life and who are still a huge part of my life today have all been those type of people who I've found inorganically it's I've all I've connected with um other people who yeah that are still friends this day inorganically and it's just it's it's so nice and yeah it, like it just feels right <laughs> agreed yeah. absolutely agreed yeah. and I mean I'm I'm proud to say that you're part of this production and too. I'm I'm so like I'm so thankful to be a part of it um yeah I just 
yeah, I, I'm grateful for, for you and all the girls. Like, yeah, it's just been really nice. And I'm, I'm so excited to see where we take everything and uh, what we come up with next. Cause I, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, for anyone <clears throat> that doesn't know specifically Chantel and what she does, what you do, yeah. <laughs> um, she is a very, very good makeup artist and very detail oriented. And you want to go over and check out her Instagram because not only do you do this amazing makeup and you make it, like you said, you make these characters, yeah. but then you add these elements of things gushing out of your mouth <laughs> and a representation of the world with the virus that's happening right yeah. now and the grossness of it all. But you do it so beautifully and it just oh I'm just constantly impressed because not only are you creating these amazing looks but you have that forethought of what you're going to do next and that that's not always an organic thing I know I struggle a little bit with that um so that's why it impresses me because it's almost like like you're a rapper, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? You're onto the next line while you're saying yeah. line. And <laughs> I sit here going, I'm not behind. <laughs> I, I don't know how, you know, but it's, it's just the endless amount of creativity. It's, it, there is no limit for you. Yeah. And I just want to shout to the world, <laughs> like, this is the makeup artist that needs people need to, to see you and what you're doing because it's not it's not not good it's amazing (laughs) (laughs) well and yeah and and for anybody that doesn't know um you and I have a couple shoots coming together and I am very excited about them because I personally I am ready to cross the threshold I want to offend I want yes I want people to look at it and be disgusted I I kind of almost want to taunt the Instagram gods right say I'm gonna post this anyway even if you want to take it down it's kind of just like I want to just get so gross and that get that reaction of people that it's just like oh my god like what is like question like what it actually is like is that makeup is that real is it like what what is it (laughs) I love that reaction and we've got we've got two really 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 good ones coming up and I don't want to give much away until they're posted but one of them is going to I hope push the boundary of what is acceptable when it comes to a vampire turning yes and then later later on we are going to be doing something with a lot of burns all over and i am so excited for that because i absolutely love creating burns (laughs) i i know you've mentioned oh we're gonna oh i am and i am so (laughs) excited too like uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I really, I really do love creating things that are realistic looking, especially burns. Um, I really try to, um, like I look up like medical pages and I actually follow, um, 
a page on Instagram and if you're not squeamish <laughs> you should follow them they're called it's called savage paramedics and it's like real life er photos and like we're talking Whoa. like blown off hands things through faces oh. like it's realistic shit and it's fucked up as hell but if you are like not squeamish there's a few times where I've kind of like, oh, okay, I might have to look away a little bit. I'm not super squeamish, but some of them have definitely bothered me even a little bit. So, but getting into like really detailing and trying to make it look as realistic as possible is just something that I really, I'm really excited to do, especially on, on that shoot for sure. And and the vampire I bet I bet you look at them and get oh so much like um yeah so much inspiration I mean there's a lot of things that I take inspiration from um and a lot of the times some some of the time it's it's like things that I kind of just think of and um it can be like any any time of the day too. Like I have a book beside my bed. Um, it's like a journal. And sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night um, if I'm not sleeping very well and I'll jot things down that I've like, you know, either thought of or had a dream about that I have to write down in my book. Um, so I kind of grab things from, yeah, like realistic like injury photos and uh, just things that, come into like my own um like nightmares and dreams and stuff like that so I kind of take inspiration from a whole lot of places so I kind of I think that's where a lot of my a lot of my creativity comes from and where I'm so different with a lot of different looks because I really like trying different things I like dabbling in things that I haven't tried before and I and trying to execute them um yeah it's just a lot of fun well we should put the challenge out there to any of our yes. listeners. message Chantel message me. challenge us to do something interesting unique yeah. Uh, uh, yeah let's let's really yeah any work. ideas like I <laughs> I get uh I have a few people that have messaged me and stuff and I have done uh a few looks and stuff from people who have asked me to do um different ones but yeah send send messages um if you want like if you want us to try something different like um something that maybe we've never even thought of before of trying um I'm totally down for anything um and like yeah I'm yeah I'm game for whatever (laughs) nothing really bothers me anymore (laughs) as long as you're yeah yeah definitely (laughs) (laughs) so another reason why I wanted you on here is you and I was mentioning this before but I'm gonna say it again because you blow my (laughs) mind you underneath that layer of complexity when it comes to all of this amazing special effects you're doing and your makeup looks and the Instagram pictures you're posting and the modeling you're doing you live kind of with pain you suffer daily and that is that is impossible for me to comprehend because when I look at you 
I don't see pain the way that I feel it when I'm dealing with pain. Yeah. If that makes yeah. sense. So when I, when I'm in pain, I'm not good about pushing it down. It's very obvious. Everyone around <laughs> me, you know, I'm in yeah. pain. So to see you struggle with fibromyalgia mm-hmm. and go through the motions of life, but still with this positive outlook and this smile <laughs> on your face, it impresses Aww. me well beyond your age <laughs> and how you look. And so I kind of, I want yeah. us to talk about this yeah. because fibromyalgia, I'm sure people have heard the term yeah. before. And uh, I looked up the definition to make, make sure that I kind of came at this with just a very limited amount of yeah. knowledge. And so for those who don't know, fibromyalgia is a medical condition in which there is widespread chronic pain and heightened pain response to pressure. And that includes tiredness to a degree that normal activities are completely affected, sleep problems, trouble with memories. And I, I believe it can kind of even spiral more yeah. from there. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, I mean, there's a whole bunch of, um, different things that come with fibromyalgia but yeah that's kind of the basis line um it's a neurological disorder so it's it targets your nervous system which makes you think that you are well it makes your it tricks your brain into thinking you're hurting when you're actually not hurting so things like like even someone just like hugging me sometimes can feel like someone is scraping the inside of my nerves with like sandpaper, I guess is, is kind of the best way to describe it, which sounds awful. And it's, it's definitely not, it's not, it's not fun. Um, it, uh, I got it through, um, it, hereditary um my mom has it um and my grandma also has it as well um my younger sister she also possibly has uh she has some uh symptoms and that but she has never been actually diagnosed with it um but um yeah so I unfortunately inherited it from on my mom's side um and it's 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 so hard to describe because it's every day is is different. Um, I don't really know what what my day is going to be like until I wake up that next morning. Um, it's kind of just I'm kind of just playing it by kind of how I'm feeling, I guess, um, which is really been debilitating on regular just day-to-day activities um I would imagine it makes a difference it does very much so um planning like I'm I've I had always been a planner like I I was uh like I love doing things like I always loved getting out and going and and doing things with like friends family and stuff like that and planning all these fun things and all that kind of stuff with fibro 
it's it's not that like all of a sudden I just couldn't plan anything and, and not do anything. Uh, it was over years and years of me having, you know, different symptoms and things and it kind of just progressively getting worse and now I kind of have to plan things sort of ahead of time enough so that I can be like okay well you know the day before I have you know if I'm doing a full day of makeup the day before I'll make sure that I'm not um, overdoing myself with other things like I'm not um, I'm not doing a bunch of chores around the house or I'm not overexerting myself because I know I have something that I have to do the next day. So the day before I will take it easy. Um, But it also kind of hinders those plans as well because you can't really plan when you're going to have a flare up (laughs) and flare ups happen so sporadically and so like out of nowhere and to different degrees in some cases sometimes flare-ups can be to the point where I can't even get myself really out of bed um or at least I can get myself to um like the couch enough to at least get out of bed um but that's pretty much like the only thing I can do um and then I'm kind of just taking the day just to rest and try and minimize uh the pain as much as possible by you know just doing things like I use a heating pad um I'll use like I have um some CBD rubs um slabs and stuff that I use that help a bit um but it's it's just really hard to it's really hard to control um and that in itself is probably yeah, a big challenge. Definitely. Um, yeah. it's yeah. I mean I was officially diagnosed. Um, it would have been last year in August, I guess. Would have been when I was officially diagnosed by my um neurologist. Um and is this is this something that you feel like you've you've been struggling with basically for as long yeah. as you can remember? Yeah. So there so different times like throughout it was definitely more so in like high school and then after high school that I started noticing that you know I was I was you know in pain more than than I thought I normally should be for for not doing as much as what like for the amount of pain I was in I was not doing enough to be in that amount of pain like I would do the laundry one day and fold fold laundry and like I would be like my arms would be exhausted like I'd been lifting weights all morning um and like just different things um like being overly tired throughout the day like and you know not either like getting enough sleep or not enough sleep either way I was still feeling tired um constantly all the time um and um I had uh I previously worked in a daycare and I actually injured my left 
uh, hip um, muscle, kind of like that it connects your like that joint in your hip. Um, I pulled the muscle in there. And since then, it's kind of just been, it's progressively just been getting worse. Um, and I injured myself again at another place of work about a year and a half ago now, um, which spiraled my fibromyalgia down even more um, to the point where like I've, I've had to uh, stop a full-time job. Um, I, I don't work full-time. I, I just work when I can. Um, and, um, that's very few and far between a lot of the times. Um, but I have, you know, I have a really great support system with my fiance. He, you know, he's amazing. Um, he, make sure that everything is good and I'm taking care of. Um, but yeah, I honestly could not ask for anyone better. Like it's just been, it's been a journey (laughs) to say the least, a roller coaster ride for sure. And, you know, with, and both of us kind of learning as we're going, because, you know, he's learning to, um, be more patient with me and, and also understand that, um, you know, there, some days I just, there, I just can't do certain things. I just don't have the energy. I don't have, I, I, I'm in too much pain. Um, I just, I can't, I can't do it. Um, and he just, he's been so understanding in that point. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. So let me ask you then, how do you manage? How do you manage day to day? What do you do on a day when you have plans that you just don't really want to break and a flare up happens? How do you manage so, your days? So a lot of the times, like if I end up having a flare up and I have plans, um, I will try and take extra. I I use a lot of uh, CBD um, uh, tinctures and um, um, a lot of CBD edibles. And that honestly has helped me a lot. Um, Since I have been doing that more, um, that has definitely made it so that my day-to-day activities are just a little bit easier um yeah that's great i i would imagine there especially because not all of the listeners are going to be from canada i don't know the legalities in other places but um for those who don't know cbd oil is derived from marijuana and the tincture is the purest uh, yes. form. Yeah, because it it's not? just the it's just the cannabinoids, um, and that's really what your body needs to, um, like, that's where the like the the medicine is basically where um, where you the more CBD there is um, the less pain you'll be in, I guess, is, is really, 
um, I guess, yeah, is the way to say it. Um, and yeah, like, and it also doesn't, you don't know, no, like not at all. Um, it or, is, right. it's, you don't get high at all from it. Um, you, it's just, it's just more of a kind of relief. Like my, with, with fibromyalgia, it constantly feels sometimes like, like I had explained it where it feels like someone is kind of rubbing sandpaper on your nerves. Um, the Mm -hmm. CBD just kind of dulls that down so that it's more manageable um and it just brings that kind of that irritating pain I guess is what it is it just brings that down to a level that I can be more I can be more active I can do more things usually during the day um I I feel better so my mind feels better as well um yeah yeah that's great I'm I feel grateful for being in Canada oh for sure um I am definitely grateful that you know that it is legal here um and it's and it's and it's easy to obtain like um it's not a hard thing to to get and and know that it's coming from somewhere safe as well too um with a lot of the dispensaries and stuff that are around here you know exactly where you're getting it from so there's no um yeah there's no like you're not having to be like questioning or anything or be afraid of um taking it um yeah yeah, I definitely, definitely grateful um, because um, I'm also prescribed uh, like pain medication as well. So I take um, gabapentin and amitriptyline as well to try and help with my day-to-day pain as well as uh, my mental health as well. Um, but those like... I've been on them now for over a year for both of them. Um, th- those were the first things that they put me on right at the beginning when I was first diagnosed. Um, and they've already had to up both of them because over time, it it's not that it stops working. It just seems like I think maybe my body gets used to it. Um, and it, it, it's not, it doesn't help nearly as much so having the cbd on top of it has definitely been so much more helpful um and i can function (laughs) um like i would for the most part normally i guess (laughs) um yeah yeah um i don't know where i would be without cbd (laughs) to be honest Yeah. That's great. I mean, you're, you're thriving in a difficult life. Yeah. Yeah. Thriving as best as you can. Yeah. And you know, like it does, it does seem, I know sometimes like 
because I kind of, I don't really like showing a lot of the times that, you know, I am struggling um, and I'm trying to get past that. I know that, you know, like it's okay to have bad days and it's okay to not be okay sometimes. Um, but I really just, there's so much going on with so many people that like, I just don't want to add to the negativity that's going on. Um, and like, I have people that, you know, support me and stuff here and that as well. Um, but I'm trying to be more authentic (laughs) and, um, let people in more on, you know, the, my whole, I guess my whole package that comes along with me, you know, because not only am I artistic, but, you know, the fibro and the mental um, illnesses, they they do come along with it. Um, So, yeah. I do find I see a very, very big connection with mental health struggles and creativity. I think 90% of the people that I have come across, especially yeah. in this horror world, yeah. we all struggle yeah. with anxiety and depression, all of us. And this, and it's funny because people used to often link poor mental health yes. with being drawn to the dark things. But I find, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you can say the same thing, when we are having a poor mental health day, we're not drawn to the dark yeah. things. It brings us Definitely. out through the dark things. And we Definitely. have light at the end of that. Um, I, yeah, I agree with that 100%. Um, when I'm having a really shitty mental health day, the first thing I do is go to my um, horror collection of movies and I rewatch horror movies because it's, yeah, I don't, I just, I don't know. It's an escape, I guess. And yeah. And yeah, it just, it's, it's just, it's, yeah, it's nice to have that outlet and um, yeah, the, the stigma around horror though is like you said, like they used to, you know, always think that, you know, mental health, like dark things often lead, leads you to having mental health problems so listening to like you know hard rock music or watching horror movies oh you're you know you're making yourself depressed it's like no that's that's not that's not what it is at all those I don't know they help pull pull you out like you said out of that darkness that we sometimes um hide ourselves in and having a community of people who like horror um, has been a really good outlet to help also pull people, I think, out of that dark place as well, too. Absolutely. I would imagine, and I mean, I think I read some psychologists have done, they try to connect why so many people are fascinated by horror without it being connected yeah. to an imbalance of mental health. And I find this is true to me and it's probably also true for you. When we're watching a yeah. horror movie, our life is not that bad. It is not as bad as turning into the <laughs> yeah. guy in house of a thousand. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's, it's not. 
<laughs> getting chased down by Dr. Satan. And so there's an element of almost yeah. security we feel watching these horror movies thinking yeah. I am secure in my house right now. Yeah. I have all my life. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and um, it's, I, I hate that old association and I'm so proud of this world that we are a part of now because is. horror is amazing and it isn't, it isn't negative. It isn't always associated with death metal and death metal isn't just so always associated with, you know, suicide yeah. and linked with wanting to murder people. And it's nice being able to be part of that new world that says, yeah. you know what? I'm a happy woman. And I like watching yeah. people get cut in half. <laughs> okay, maybe yeah. not really that. But you know what I mean. Yeah, I, like you to I totally scared. get what you mean. So that leads us into the my favorite part of podcasting always, because I can talk about horror oh, movies yes, absolute end of time. We, I asked you your yeah. top three favorite horror movies, and... I tried to dig to find some yeah. not as well-known facts about these movies to try to tell you. So I don't know if you're going to know these facts once we talk about your your favorite horror movies. But you were the first person, no, second person I have had on here that I know you're oh, an yeah. avid horror movie watcher. And so, you know, it's uh, it's harder to come up with. Yeah, knowledge about horror movies. Oh, definitely for sure. And I'm trying to pinpoint three movies that have really, like, I tried to pick three movies that really uh, had an impact on a certain point of my life, um, or um, really brought out something um, that led me to somewhere um, in my life. but it was really hard to to think of three because there's so many good horror movies. Oh, oh, I know, I know, I I know. Everyone hates me for asking this. I get it. I totally get it. So tell, let's talk about. Yeah. Let's talk about um, which one would you like to start well, with? Well, let's let's talk about uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street first. Um, yeah, because that was probably one. It. Well, it was one of the first ones I did watch um, and probably one of the ones that scared the shit out of me when I watched it. And I think I was, I think it was like, I don't know, 10 or 11 when I watched it. So like, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think that's really young for horror movies, but that's just me. Um, I, but I just, I remember being extremely, (laughs) extremely terrified of him. And um, yeah, Robert England was just, he fascinated me as Freddy Krueger and the special effects makeup that they do in that movie is one of my favorites. So good. So that was probably a big inspiration. Oh, for sure, definitely. Um, that was one of one of the first movies that I was like, I really, I want to make something like that. I want it. I want, I want to be that person that makes that 
Like that is something that I want to do um, and create that nightmare world for somebody else. Um, and yeah, yeah, it definitely was like a huge turning point for me for makeup. I was like, oh yeah, I, this is what I want to do for sure. Well, the, the, yeah, they didn't use any CGI for yeah. that. Obviously that first one. Yeah. When it Cause came I don't, out well, I mean, CGI wasn't, I don't even um, think was even really like heard of back then or really even like done in movies very often. Cause it was so expensive. No, not. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not at that point. Definitely not. So some, um, some, little fun facts. Actually, I found a whole Ooh, bunch nice. of facts, so I kind of had to pick and choose. But um, you probably have heard this before, and I'm just, I'm, I have said this before when it comes to this movie, but I want to say yeah. it again because it blows my mind every single time. Wes Craven based this movie on an actual event that happened called the Asian Death Syndrome, which yeah. in North America, was it was an epidemic of people dying in their sleep during nightmares. And they called it Asian death syndrome because ironically, or not ironically, but most of the people wow. that were dying were from Cambodia. Huh. That is very I strange. Know. It's very strange. Wow. I actually, that was a fact that I didn't know, so actually. Yeah. That's really interesting, actually. Excellent. I had no idea that that was even, that that was even like us, like, syndrome like that that was a thing huh yeah it uh doesn't happen anymore but I remember reading about it a while ago and um yeah I guess there was prior to it becoming a syndrome there were a in a in a time certain time period there were a whole bunch of men who would wake up just feeling really strange about these odd dreams they had and they would go to their doctors and oh, wow. then they ended up subsequently dying. And that information was obviously, you know, given over yeah. to the medical researchers at that point. And it was enough impact and it happened to enough men that it actually wow. became known as this Asian death. Yeah. Cycle, that is terrifying. Is oh, terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank God. Uh, a couple other little facts I found out. Wes Craven picked the red and green stripes on Freddy's sweater because he read that those two colors were the most clashing colors huh. to the human retina. I know. I, I, just the oh, level yeah. of depth that he put in to this movie and the forethought. It's incredible. He wanted oh, for sure. to get into your retina. <laughs> He wanted to offend your retina. <laughs> that is so cool. Because, like, if you think about it, I mean, like, whenever anybody mm-hmm. thinks of red and green, I mean, the first thing you think of is Christmas. I mean, that's the first thing I kind of think of, not not associated with horror, really. And that that combination doesn't normally really get used a lot. And that's interesting that it does that. Um, and it's probably also makes a bit more sense as to kind of that like when I first watched it it was like that unnerving feeling that you kind of get when you you're you're kind of uncomfortable it's not like it's scary but it's like that uncomfortable feeling and I think a lot of um 
like Wes Craven like directors and stuff they put those little tiny tidbits into movies and it's so interesting to find them out after and it's just like wow that's so cool that you do that that it's something that we would never even think of but it's something that you put in that of course gives you that feeling and it's like oh it's just it's just a yeah like a, a reaction that you that's just normal that's crazy that's yeah interesting I know I know and the last information I found out I did not know this I love looking up these fun facts so the glove the glove that Freddie wore so this one was called the hero's glove there was a whole that they had a whole bunch of them but one of them was so heavy oh Robert England put it on it made his shoulder droop which yeah. that then became part of Freddie's look. It was so heavy because Ooh. it was made with fish knives. And every time someone put it on, they would injure themselves because it was so sharp. And apparently yeah. if they closed their fist while they oh, were wow. wearing it, the blades would Jeez. cut their arms. Can, can you yeah, imagine wow. several movies with this? That's crazy. Like, the <laughs> you know... The amount of things, like, I know, it's just the amount of things that go into making a movie that we we never even know, like, the background stuff, like, that, that is something that's really, that's really cool to learn. Um, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Gives so, gives so much Oh, yeah, so much more. Because, I mean, like, and, oh. thinking of, like, what they like the actors and stuff that went through like Robert England wearing that glove like I mean that the pain just just to make a movie the pain is like yeah wow you really gotta love making yeah. movies to go through that <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Well, we do for I mean and those are the people who are like the, those are the people you know who are dedicated um that that absolutely love creating those kind of things that will do anything to make something look good well i want to segue that yes stephen king's it because i the things i found out about tim curry i'll tell you afterwards but uh, so this no. mini series, you didn't choose the new it or part one or part two. You chose Stephen King's yeah, so miniseries. It. Talk about that. The, the movie. I mean, the movie itself is watching it now. I mean, the acting in it is so over the top. It's so cheesy. <laughs> and I, I, when I first watched it, um. I was watching it with one of my one of my best friends. She was over for a sleepover, and a lot a lot of the times, I was I was always the one that's like let's let's rent horror movies like let's let's rent a horror movie. So a lot of a lot of the girls didn't really like coming over to my house for sleepovers because that's what we would watch. So. <laughs> this this friend in particular she's like no 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 I'm totally cool with us watching like Stephen King's it like this is fine I'll be fine I'll be totally okay I think we were I don't know 12 or 13 at the time I think and 
she had nightmares like she she went home and she told like she told her mom that she watched this movie and her mom gave permission like her mom said it was okay for her to watch this and was like no uh, she ended up calling my mom and was like my daughter's got nightmares and all this kind of stuff and it's like oh my god but I remember I remember specifically one of the <laughs> things was going into the shower and having to plug the drain like turn the drain so that because I had this like underlying fear that he was just gonna like pop up out of my tub like through the drain pipe (laughs) and that was something that she was afraid of too because that's what she was doing at home she was plugging her her uh tub too when she was having shower and stuff too so it that it was just yeah I don't know that I guess back then we're kind of desensitized to a lot um because you I mean you're you're young you haven't really experienced a whole lot of things in life and you're a kid so something like that is like completely terrifying watching it now I laugh at that movie I absolutely I love it like I will still watch it to this day over and over and over again because of Tim Curry especially he is was and is yeah. The best Pennywise. I love uh, Bill Skarsgård, but Tim Curry was definitely, he's definitely the OG and my favorite anyways. And horrifying. I think anybody that's ever watched that movie. Yeah, think, definitely. Think he think amped him. up the, the scary factor in that to like, the umph degree um yeah he played it so well yeah well you know what I found out about that I did not know this as well so when he so first of all his character characterization of Pennywise on set apparently was so creepy (laughs) that people avoided him during filming yeah I actually remember reading that because I I I think if I remember correctly, I think he was even going around and even scaring some of the people. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, yes. Yeah. But, but I did find out that that character is only, only has 20, about 20 you minutes. You know, of screen time thinking back to how long that movie is, he really isn't in the movie a lot. Like, he doesn't have a lot of screen time and collectively 20 minutes that is not a lot that is crazy not a lot but one of the most iconic yeah horror he, and, of all and it just goes to show you like for as little amount of screen time that he had like tim curry just knocked it out of the park like just blew away expectations Um, well and talk about an actor that oh yeah is in there for the love of it what I found out I did not know this either I assumed he was wearing a wig and he wasn't he grew out his his hair that's his real hair and he real hair yes and he dyed it and every no way tease it and frizzed it wow 
that is yeah. I always thought I that that was like too. he had like a bald cap and then they just laid hair wow that is yep. crazy oh my god I just Great I think I fell hair. in love with him just yeah. a little bit more right there so much more respect for that yes yeah. like oh yeah ah uh, you know act, like some actors and actresses blow me away with their dedication and it's just ah uh, it's yeah because I yeah. yeah I just I love I love that that is so cool oh my god So let's roll into yes. your third favorite horror movie, oh. Child's Play. <laughs> that was an interesting choice for me. Um, yeah, to look that. So, up. so let's briefly talk about that. Child's Play. I mean, I one of the reasons I think why this one is probably one of my favorites. I mean, definitely the whole character of chucky um the fact that it is a serial (laughs) killer in the body of a doll (laughs) like at and uh brad dwarf i think i'm pronouncing his last name right he his voice of chucky is like just the best oh my god his one-liners the cheesy like stuff that he says it's just it's so good and when so when one of the first times I'd watched it um I think actually we were I think I was actually having another sleepover um and what the girl that I was um I was hanging out with she decided that she was going to pretend that one of the one of our dolls was attacking her scared the living shit out of my little sister like my little sister actually thought (laughs) she was telling the truth and here she is like pretending like this doll's got her around her neck and she's like rolling around on the floor and like choking like pretending to choke and scream and all this kind of stuff my little sister's like fucking out of the room gone like screaming crying like out of there <laughs> um and i just like oh man yeah just terrified my little sister to no end um but dolls dolls have always really they always have that creepiness to them and i don't know i th- i think it was it kind of started from night of the living dummy um from goosebumps I think that's where my hatred of like dolls mm. kind of stemmed from, which made me not like Chucky. Like that was just, I guess not, not dislike, but disturbed more by Chucky because of that growing up watching goosebumps and watching that, that, that scared the crap out of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it's funny that you say that about your sister because I found out, you know, the scene <clears throat> where Maggie is babysitting Andy. Yeah. And she's sitting on the couch and Chucky goes running around behind her. So that was actually the actor who played Andy. That was his little oh, sister. Oh, wow. As a doll running that around so cool. down the hall. 
and the oh, idea yeah. of that oh my god so just uh, <laughs> freaky as all hell and like uh, like I know like there's a lot more like doll yeah. movies and stuff now but it's like I don't know just there's something about Chucky I think it's just the yeah the fact that he's also a like a murderer inside of the doll who has already killed people and it's just like (laughs) just to make it even more freaky let's just throw this person into a doll and terrify the fuck out of everybody like because you know Oh yeah, and then add in like the, the the comedy. To who it too, who is, would expect a doll? It's a good marriage of all like of that. out of all things, <laughs> like. Yeah. Well, it's funny because so the release date of the original yeah. was November ninth in nineteen eighty-eight, which is the same date as the opening scene when Charles Lee Ray transfers his soul into the doll. Yeah. So during its initial release, a crowd of protesters formed outside the entrance of MGM, requesting a ban on the movie, claiming it would incite violence in children. (laughs) And I mean, (laughs) just reading that that actually happened, it's just... (laughs) I, I, did you feel not like at all? <laughs> if, if anything, it made me more <laughs> terrified of violence. Like, what the hell? It's not gonna, of course. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's gonna give me the idea that I'm gonna try and pretend to be a doll as a child and go around murdering people. Like, what? No kid is going to do that unless they already have, I guess, murdering tendencies, but like, the chances of that happening are very slim. <laughs> very slim. I know. I when I read that, like first of all, what well what exactly taking you know their seven year old child to go see child's play. <laughs> Second yeah. of all, any kids that did watch it when they were young, as we all did when we weren't supposed to, and we did it anyway. Um, yeah, but, yeah. You weren't watching this. Yeah. Thinking, cool goals. This is what I want to be. It's more like, dear Lord, give me away from any Satan worshippers that are going <laughs> to exactly. put their soul inside of, you know, uh, a doll. Like, yeah. It's just crazy. I know. Crazy to think, like, what, like, what people think sometimes. It's just, people, it's so funny. I know. <laughs> I know. I did find out... Um, so wow. it took 11 different people to control Chucky. And with it was a different person handling each part of his body. So his legs, his eyebrows, everything was being controlled. And apparently only just one scene took 27 takes just to get Chucky to wow. hit a button to electrocute the doctor. So just putting it in terms of that, it must have taken so long wow. to film that movie. But they that is incredible. It. That Which is incredible. like I knew, I knew that like I mean obviously Chucky was mechanical and stuff, but I didn't know like to that degree of how many people actually had to control him. I always thought it was just like you know a couple people, like one or two people controlling him. I like that is that's wow, that's crazy. Yeah. 
I know. And I mean, here we are as true testaments that when you love something, yeah. you're basically going to do whatever you can to complete it and get it yeah, happening exactly. and get it out there for the world to see. I mean, I think in most of my shoots, yeah. quite literally most of my shoots, there's real blood. <laughs> I am so klutzy. Oh, no. And I, I fall. I fall through things. There was um, when I was doing the National yeah. Born Killer shoot, because that was my husband. Oh, no. He accidentally stabbed <laughs> me a little bit with the knife. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, uh, the craft, right? Oh, it was well, so it was nice. Lovely having of you. Of course. On well, here, thank Chantel. you so much for thank having me as well. So much. Um, yeah, it was nice so, uh, talking horror movies and and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was it was great. I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, hundred percent. Yes, well, please. Everybody, go check Chantel out monster.mua instagram give her a like that would be follow her outstanding support her share <laughs> her work and her beautiful things <laughs> and stay tuned for more that we have coming thanks thank you